Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Welcome to Not Just a Sports Report. Tonight, it's time for me to jump into part one of what should be an extremely fun UFC 277 card in Texas. This is the preview and predictions. Now, what is in store? We're coming fresh off UFC London. If you want to know my thoughts and comments on that card, I've already released the full thoughts and comments for UFC London. So the best way to keep up to date with that is to follow Not Just a Sports Report on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. You'll be able to check out the UFC London thoughts and comments. You'll be able to check out these preview and predictions. And of course, you'll be able to check out my UFC 277 thoughts and comments podcast. Plenty to keep up to date with. And of course, let's talk about the card itself, headlined by two rematches, With titles on the line, albeit one of those is an interim belt. In the main event, Juliana Pena defends her women's bantamweight championship against the lioness Amanda Nunes. They were the ultimate fighter coaches. To be honest, I haven't kept up with this most recent season. But one of the great underdog victories of all time, last time out. Plenty of question marks surrounding this as well. A fantastic rivalry to headline this card. Cannot wait to see how that goes down. Of course, as well, in the interim co-main event, or I mean in the co-main event for the interim flyweight championship, you have Brandon Moreno, the former champion, up against Kai Kara France. Now, if you haven't listened to the podcast before, I am from New Zealand, so you better believe I'm going to be cheering on Kai, but Brandon Moreno... No doubt his toughest test. And Moreno, an even better version than the one that beat Kaikara France the first time they met. Winner of this faces Davison Figueredo, who it was a bit stiff that they even went the interim route. But nonetheless, we have a fantastic co-main event on our hands. Derek Lewis in action as well up against Sergei Pavlovich. A great main card. But today, it is all about the preliminary card. It's going to be a more rapid predictions for this preliminary portion. And then for the main card, I'm going to do the full preview, full predictions. But with that being said, it's almost time to jump into it. And remember, if you enjoy the podcast today, do not forget to follow us on Instagram at NotJustASportsReport. With that being said, now it is time to launch into it. UFC 277, preliminary card, rapid predictions. Let's get amongst it. Opening up the duties, we have welterweight action between Orion Kosi as he goes up against Blood Diamond, also representing New Zealand, Mike Mathitha, who lost in his debut. But these are two prospects that are both chasing their first UFC win. And whilst the spotlight mainly on Blood Diamond, Orion Kosi, he no doubt is going to have a point to point. Fucking hell. My bad. Point to prove. 
See, that? that's just a word jumble. My bad. Uh, now, let's get back on track. Orion Kosi, he is a Dana White Contender Series Class of 2020 graduate. And Orion surged into Dana White's Contender Series with a 6-0 record, undefeated, and then he got the Round 3 TKO over Matt Dixon, earning his place in the UFC. Now, there has been debate, Orion Kosi, about the level of competition that he's faced on this road to the UFC, and then in his actual UFC debut, as a 7-0 undefeated prospect, that run was brought to an end at the hands of Philip Rowe, a round two knockout loss to Philly Fresh. And look, Phil was just too good. Once he let his hands go, Kosi just wasn't able to match it. So that is definitely interesting matchmaking here. Blood Diamond, a very good striker, He's crafty with his legs and feet as well. Sometimes you're watching up top and then boom, ooh, a bit of a heel out of nowhere. So Blood Diamond definitely going to be asking plenty of questions of his opponent in Kosi. And we do know that Blood Diamond is a kickboxer. He's got the Israel Adesanya connection, they're mates. And yeah, like it's going to be very interesting. He's been training with City Kickboxing. He did have that hype UFC debut up against Jeremiah Wells, who is a very high-level opponent. Wells, I'm actually very impressed with coming off that Court McGee knockout victory. And in February this year, that was when Blood Diamond took on Jeremiah Wells. He lost in the first round by submission, and it was, it was quite unfortunate. Not the debut that he had hoped for. Who's going to get the win in this one? Will I be able to speak English throughout this podcast? These are the questions on my mind. Let's have a quick suss of the profiles. You've got Blood Diamond, Mike Mathitha, 34 years old with a UFC record, standing at zero wins and one loss. Overall pro record, three wins and one loss. So outside of the UFC, he's undefeated. And inside of the UFC, he is yet to secure victory. Blood Diamond will be representing New Zealand, and City Kickboxing, so I hope he can get the win, but I am very curious as to how this plays out. Blood Diamond is a kickboxer, and opposing him in this fight will be Orion Kosi, whose overall record stands at 7-1, and one. and much like our friend Blood Diamond, or my friend, we talk all the time, he, he tips me up on how he's going training, um, both were undefeated outside of the UFC, or if you count Kosi's appearance on Contender Series, which isn't officially under the UFC banner. He's 7-0 outside of the UFC, and yet to win inside of the UFC. So there are similarities and parallels in terms of the journeys between Kosi and Blood Diamond, albeit very different paths to the UFC. Kosi is nicknamed Galaxy, he is a 28-year-old American training at Lost Boys Jiu-Jitsu and Muay Thai. Kosi is a wrestler slash grappler. He really does try to utilize that and clinching up against the cage. Most of the wins on his record are actually knockouts or technical knockouts. But his striking, there's still something that is to be desired in that department, which is what makes Blood Diamond such a tricky matchup for him. But then Kosi can lean on his style. He's really heavy on the takedowns. So I think that's what he's going to try and implement here. 
And we don't know if Blood Diamond gets taken down, is he going to be able to get back up? Advantage-wise, Orion has the experience edge. I also think he's got the better takedowns, better grappling, and has a real chance to trouble Blood Diamond in that department. Striking-wise, definitely give it to Blood Diamond, although I'm hoping to see Kosi step up his game in that regard, because if he can add striking to the mix, I do think there's something there. Maybe not to break into the rankings, but at least to be a credible, decent, fun-to-watch UFC fighter. There's going to be a 13cm reach advantage for Blood Diamond. I do think he'll utilise that on the feet, but as I mentioned before, if he gets taken down, will Blood Diamond be able to get back up? For Kosi, 6 of his 7 wins by knockout or technical knockout, but for Blood Diamond, he has no knockout losses across his 4 mixed martial arts professional fights. Time to make a prediction for this one. I'm going to take Orion Kosi. Ah, this one's, this one's quite tricky. I'm going to go submission. Um, this one I really am pretty flustered as to the method. It could be, could definitely be knockout. He's won by six of seven by that method. But yeah, it could definitely go to decision as well. This one a bit of a risk. I wouldn't put too much money on it if I were you. But I'm going to go Orion Kosi by submission. I think his takedowns and his wrestling is eventually going to wear on Blood Diamond. And I don't know. He's only got one submission win on his record. But I think he'll try and wrap something, wrap something up. And Blood Diamond, I don't know exactly where he's at yet. I know that he has hype. But he's not one of those guys who's hyped. And then you look into it and it really matches the level of anticipation with all respect he's representing New Zealand I really want Blood Diamond to win but I'm gonna go Orion Kosi by submission best bet I think probably stay away from this one but it should be a really fun opener I'm gonna take Orion Kosi head-to-head and in the welterweight early prelims opener Orion Kosi over Blood Diamond by submission Let's start with a bit of a risk, shall we? But now we move from the welterweight division and we move on up to some even bigger boys. It's time to jump in to the light heavyweight division action. All right, as you just heard me say like two seconds ago, light heavyweight action boys and girls and non-gender specifics, everyone, it's fucking light heavyweight action time. We have Nikolai Negumarianu, the Romanian, taking on Dana White Contender Series graduate Ihor Pateria. Let's start with Nikolai Negumarianu first, who is riding a three-fight win streak into Texas this weekend. Looking at those three wins, it started with a split decision win over Alexa Kamur, so definitely not the most convincing, but hey, a win is a win. Then he backed it up with his best UFC showing, a round one technical knockout over Ike Villanueva. That, that was a really emphatic victory for Nega Mariano. And most recently, a split decision win over Kennedy in Zetruku. In Zuchku. I'm trying, I'm trying. I've said that one a lot recently. It's still one to work on, Soz Kennedy. But look, the Romanian Nikolai Nega Mariano, he's slowly building 
three straight wins, with now an opportunity to pick up a fourth. A vital time on a pay-per-view card to get the proceedings basically started toward the bottom of the card, but to really start to make some statements and work his way up the ranks. Then you look opposing him in the cage, and it's the UFC debut for Ukrainian Ihor Porteria. He is a Dana White Contender Series 2021 graduate. It's taken him a little bit of time to get to this point to get that official UFC debut, but he had a huge round one knockout to secure the contract in the first place. And there's there's a bit of steam from fans. They're really keen on this guy. They do believe that this guy could definitely be a star within the UFC. That's why his debut is on pay-per-view. Now, he hasn't had the highest level of competition at all, but he's built a pretty sturdy, more than sturdy really, record overall of 19 wins and only two losses. Checking out Ihor's profile, as I said, an overall record standing at 19 and 2. Proteria is nicknamed the Duelist, only 26 years old as well, so we could be looking at a real future star here. He hails from Kiev in Ukraine, and he is representing Standard Pro. Ihor is a stoppage specialist, 15 finishes from his 19 wins, and he comes into this, his UFC debut, looking to translate that onto the big stage. He has 9 knockouts, 6 submissions, and 14 first round finishes. So 14 first round finishes from only 21 overall fights. Two thirds of his career, he's been able to wrap it up in the first round. Very interesting test though. Definitely the biggest test of his career in the Romanian 27 year old Nikolai Negomarianu, whose record stands at 12 and one. His only loss being a decision as well, so he has never been finished. Very intriguing stylistic matchmaking, and Nega Marianu represents Corona Brasov, that is his gym, and he's a wrestler with very heavy hands. He does possess knockout power, although I think in this contest we will see that wrestling background come into the play. UFC record Nikolai 3-1. and one. So he lost his debut by decision, has since racked up three straight wins, and he has 10 finishes from his 12 victories, seven knockouts, three submissions, six first round finishes as well. This should be a pretty explosive contest, I'm thinking. The experience and the level of competition both go to Nikolai Negomarianu. Striking though, I would give to Prateria. I think he's got serious knockout power. Wrestling to Nikolai, and Ihor is taller, but Nikolai does have a sizable reach advantage, which I think he'll be able to use to his advantage. Nikolai, he is hunting his fourth consecutive win, whilst Prateria is chasing his 16th straight win. This is a huge matchup. I actually really like this in terms of, I love the early prelims. I always watch from the first matchup if I can, and this is a great early banger, to really set the tone for the rest of the card, Prateria chasing his 16th straight victory. His last loss being five years ago, but of course, this is the biggest test yet, his official UFC debut. 
I went through a range of different predictions. I've chopped and changed. I've been all over the place with this one. In the end, I'm just going to go with my gut. I'm a little bit unsure as well. So I actually think this one's going to finish inside the distance. But I'm just so torn that I've gone Nikolai Negomarianu by decision. Again, one I wouldn't probably put heaps of money on. But I do think... Look, Ehor's a massive chance here. That's why I'm very curious to see this one. And then when I was I was going to go Ehor by knockout, then I changed to Nikolai by knockout. And I still... I think there's going to be a knockout in there somewhere. But just because I'm so torn, I've gone with my gut, Nega Marianu, And I'm going to say decision. I think maybe he just uses his wrestling edges it out but again the method on this one quite tricky i am going to go head to head though with nikolai negamarianu and i'm taking him to get it done over ihoi pateria by decision gonna be pretty tricky i mean that that one i really don't know about that one as i'm sure you can tell so taking negamarianu by decision and don't forget this weekend tomorrow actually australian time UFC 277 thoughts and comments. I'm going to be giving my breakdown of the whole card. Now, the early prelims will probably be a bit more rapid like this. Like what I think I'm going to do is watch the early prelims and then I'll switch the laptop on. I'll give a quick rundown of the first four fight results and then I'll go from live reactions from the preliminary card. Going to be a lot of fun though, so do remember to check out UFC 277 thoughts and comments tomorrow and of course i'll be dropping the main card preview and predictions in only a few hours let's keep these picks rolling though next up we've got the first of many there were a few short notice changes so i'm gonna go really rapid with the short notice ones there's a couple of them too uh, all the way leading up to the final two fights of the preliminary card which then I was like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'll make those semi-rapid as well, even though they're big matchups. So this will be, from this point, a little bit quicker. And then the main card, it's going to be a full preview, full prediction, and full breakdown. I've done a lot of research, hoping I can get the picks as accurate as possible. Let's jump into our first short notice rapid pick, though. That is in the women's bantamweight. It was going to be flyweight. Uh, it's been moved to bantamweight. So we've got Ji-Yeon Kim, who was originally slated to face Maria Agapova. Uh, she's up against Jocelyn Edwards, who's coming off that win over Ramona Pascal. Kim is on a four-fight losing skid, whereas Jocelyn Ev Edwards, she's got her first win in her last three starts. Now, that's interesting as well. Jocelyn Edwards, that win was at featherweight, whereas Kim is a flyweight. So that's a sizable weight discrepancy. They're going to meet in the middle at bantamweight. And we don't really know what condition, condition rather Jocelyn Edwards is in taking this fight on short notice, but she's definitely going to be the bigger fighter. Now, my prediction, I've gone Jocelyn Edwards. Now, the women's ones tend to be, especially women's flyweight, are a bit of a head fuck. This is up at bantamweight, so I'm actually better with bantamweights. But still, the whole short notice thing, it's... This could go either way, but I'm going to go with the fighter who's from a higher weight class. I think this will... I don't know. This is another one I'm a bit torn on, and 
not as torn really just like I've kind of conceded like fuck I don't know so Jocelyn Edwards by decision I just think she's going to have the strength advantage and superior wrestling and control so that one look I'm going to have a lot more insight on some of the other fights as I said short notice ones are going to be a bit more rapid Jocelyn Edwards by decision over Ji Hyun Kim pretty unsure again don't place too much money on that I just think she's the bigger fighter. So Jocelyn Edwards by decision. And on to another short notice rapid pick in the welterweight division. If you've listened to this podcast before, you would have heard about my one to watch list. And Ecuador's Michael Morales, the Dana White Contender Series graduate, he is absolutely on my one to watch list. He proved that last time out. I picked him to win by knockout. He did that round one knockout over Traven Giles. 10 of 13 wins for Michael Morales by knockout, and he is a 13-0 undefeated prospect. He was originally supposed to face a much tougher assignment in Ramiz Brahimaj, but now he's taking on Adam Fugit, I believe. It's spelled F-U-G-I-T-T, so Adam Fugit. Fuck it. That's kind of what I was like with the... Short notice rapid pick, I was like, Adam, fuck it. Like, let's just fuck it. Um, But look, Adam is a late notice replacement. He makes his UFC debut. Very exciting for him on a pay-per-view card as well. Adam's record stands at 8-2 with 7 finishes from his 8 wins. So look, if he gets the victory here, this is going to be a huge moment. And although this is a rapid pick, I am very excited for this matchup. Mainly, though, because of Michael Morales, as I mentioned, coming off not just a great contender series win to earn his contract, but also a round one knockout over Traven Giles in January this year. He is undefeated. He's on my one to watch list, and I'm going to take Michael Morales over Adam Fugit or Fujit. I'm just going to say Fugit. Short notice, didn't get time to learn the name as well. So Fugit, I'm going... Michael Morales by knockout. He did it for me last time. He's on my one to watch list and I'm a fan. It's a fanboy moment brought to you by not just a sports report. I'm taking Michael Morales by knockout. And if, if fuck it, like if you want to chuck some money, I know the last first few have been like, oh, I wouldn't chuck some money on it. If you want to have a value bet, why not go Michael Morales by round one knockout? This guy is a stud. I'm a fan, Michael Morales, I'm taking him to get the first knockout of the night, and I think it's going to be a big one as well. Those were the early prelims, of course, capped off Michael Morales by knockout, I had Nikolai Negumarianu by decision, Jocelyn Edwards by decision, and of course, opening the card, Orion Kosi over Blood Diamond by submission. Of course, main card coming up, dropping in a couple of hours, but there's still a few fights on this preliminary card portion to jump into. I'm very excited about a few of the fighters as well. A couple of short notice rapid picks in there, and yeah, we'll blaze through it on our way to the main card. The actual card itself starting tomorrow. Very exciting times. Let's now jump into the preliminary card. Rapid pick 
In the lightweight division, we've got Drakkar Close up against Rafa Garcia. Now, Carlos Diego Ferreira was originally slated to face Close, but now Drakkar is going to be taking on Rafa Garcia, who is on a two-fight win streak leading into this one. Now, he handed Natan Levy the first loss of the Israeli's career by unanimous decision in November 2021. And then he backed that up, did Rafa Garcia, with a round two rear naked choke submission win over Jesse Ronson. So he enters this one in pretty fine form, although on short notice, up against Drakkar Close, who has wins in four of his past five starts, including victories over Lando Venata, Bobby Green, and last time out, a very impressive round two TKO win over Brandon Jenkins. I'm going to jump straight to my prediction. As I said, these are going to be short notice rapid picks. I'm going Drakkar Close by decision. I think it should be a close one, but ultimately, no pun intended as well, I'm going to go with Drakkar Close. I just think, ultimately, I just see him as that little bit more of a prospect. So I think he can win here, kick on, and continue his upward trajectory. So taking Drakkar Close over... Rafa Garcia. Then we jump in to yet another short notice fight. Plenty of them in this undercard. This time, this one's taking place at heavyweight, featuring Jackson Wink MMA's Dontal Mays taking on Dana White Contender Series debutant in Hamdi the Hammer Abdelwahab. One of these guys is going to get the knockout, in my opinion, but who's it going to be? I think Mays, Dontel Mays, a bit more physically imposing. He's the bigger guy. For Hamdi, this is his debut, and he's been up against a lower level of competition. So I think for Dontel Mays, he's only just starting to show that he's adjusting to the big stage of the UFC, but I think he's a little bit further in his development, a little bit further along than Hamdi Abdelwellhub. So we'll have to see how it goes. But I'm going to be taking Dontel Mays by knockout. Big heavyweight clash. And whilst I can see it going to decision, I think both of these guys are going to have knockout intent. And I'm going to go with the bigger guy. So taking Dontel Mays by knockout over Hamdi the Hammer Abdelwahab. And yeah, we're flying through these prelims, aren't we? Only two to go. And I'm just going to quickly pull them up. These ones, not short notice. But by the time I got to this point, I was like, well, hey. Why not make these rapid picks as well? Make the prelims nice and easy, get to the points. I still feel like all right about the picks as well. Keen to see how they go. Pay-per-view traditionally, I'm quite strong at picking. But yeah, short notice ones. I haven't had a card like this in a while where there's just so many changes. So we will see how that does affect things. But having Drakkar close over Rafa Garcia by decision... I had that one being a tight contest. Dontel Mays over Hamdi Abdelwahab by knockout. Then in lightweight action, Drew Dober, Rafael Alves. I was hugely impressed by Drew Dober. Who, Dober? Fucking hell. Dober, who, uh, he just weathered this early storm by Terence McKinney, one of the hottest prospects inside the UFC. And Dober ended up getting the knockout win over McKinney. Hugely impressed with that result. But for Rafael Alves, he looked pretty, like, I don't know. He was beaten, but he did have his moments up against Damir Ismagulov. 
who is one of the great lightweight fighters and a major emerging prospect. After that, Rafael Alves bounced back in style. That was in November last year with a round one submission over Mark Jacasey. So Alves, he's ready to go. Drew Dober, like I think this one, they will test each other. Another one I think could definitely go the full 15 minutes. But I'm going to take Drew Dober by knockout. And that is purely based on what I saw in that McKinney fight. It made me, like I was already a fan of Drew Dober. He was on my radar. But that just rocketed him, rocketed him right into my like little list of guys in the black book. So I'm going to go with Drew Dober by knockout. He does have 11 of his 24 wins by knockout, so like I feel pretty comfortable leaning into that stat. I'll just check how many times Rafael Alves has been knocked out as well, although Alves in the best form of his career as of late. 3 of 10 losses by knockout for Alves. He's been submitted 6 times, but I'm going to go with Drew Dober, and whilst I think it could go to decision, I'm taking Drew Dober by knockout leading us into our featured prelim. So, lightweight Drew Dober by knockout over Rafael Alves. Featured prelim, welterweight action, Alex the Great White Shark Morono up against Semi the Jedi, Matthew Semmelsberger. I'm, I'm interested in this one. Of course, you've got a second-degree black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu in Alex Morono, coming off a pretty impressive victory over Mickey Gall, although... Yeah, it's been interesting. It's been an interesting run. He beat Cowboy Cerrone by TKO. Then he beats David Zawada. And then Mickey Gall. So now Alex Morono, he's had a high level of activity. He has got himself on a run to where he now finds himself in this featured prelim spotlight. He's going to be giving up a height and reach advantage to his opponent though in Matthew Semmelsberger. And look, Semmelsberger is a gun. He had a 16-second knockout win over Jason Witt. That really had people taking notice of Semi immediately. After that, he took on one of my favorite fighters in the UFC, Chaos Williams. And while Semmelsberger lost, it was by decision up against a very prominent knockout artist in Chaos Williams. So then, Semmelsberger's stocks, at least in my eyes, continued to grow exponentially. On the back of that, he came out against Martin Sano, and this was one I predicted. This was during the preview and predictions era, one of the first, if not the first, pay-per-view I ever did in my podcasting fucking life, career, it's not, I don't know, fucking whatever you want to call it. Uh, but I had Semmelsberger winning by knockout, and in the first round, well, he got it done in 15 seconds, did Semmelsberger. He's just such a gun at those knockouts. Last time out, he took on AJ Fletcher, a very promising young star who was undefeated. And Semmelsberger, he beat him by decision. That may have even been on the same card where Drew Dober beat Terence McKinney. But Semmelsberger, I, I really like, like his style. Morono, he's only been knocked out twice. But I'm, I'm getting around Semmelsberger here. I know Morono, he's on a really good run himself. So this is another that I can absolutely see going to decision. And in my bet, I'm going to do a double chance by either knockout or decision. 
But I'm going for the big moment. I'm going Matthew Semmelsberger over Alex Morono by knockout. I've just liked what I've seen. He's gone toe-to-toe with some bad dudes, and he's looked good every single time. Morono, quality fighter, that's what makes me think maybe this one does go the distance. But in the featured prelim, I'm expecting a big moment. I'm feeling an epic knockout. And I'm going to be taking Matthew Semmelsberger by knockout over Alex Morono. Now that that's done, that's the entire prelims card done. Whoosh. Wooshka, there we go. A lot of short notice ones. No short notice action on the main card though. Got five fights to get through. That is going to be the full preview and predictions. So a full breakdown, deep dive, and make sure with clarity that the picks are as perfect as can be. Two title fights, a big heavyweight showdown, another flyweight fight with big implications on the future of the division, And another light heavyweight fight that opens the card, again, with some interesting implications around the light heavyweight championship. An important card, UFC 277. This has been the prelims rapid picks. And do make sure to tune in to the main card podcast, dropping in a couple of hours. Best way to keep up to date with when that drops, either follow us on whatever podcast platform you've listened to this on, or check us out on Instagram at Not Just the Sports Report. We will post as soon as the podcast is out. Those are my picks for UFC 277 on the prelims card. And now, up until the main card, take care of yourselves and let's look forward to some fantastic fights tomorrow.